Hey guys, welcome back. Today we're going to discuss hikikomori, what it means about what we all go through, culturally of course, but also individually. There now. Note. Thank you guys for these questions. This topic of hikikomori I received from several listeners, several viewers, so thank you guys for reaching out, letting me know what you want to hear about. If you have a question, animus at animusempire.com. Hikikomori, it is a Japanese word, a concept that refers to a trend, a growing trend, of people staying home uh, and never leaving their apartments. That's what staying home means. Uh, typically, it's it's happened with older people, but now it's happening with younger, especially Japanese men, but also Japanese women. You know, you just stay in your your cave, i.e., your apartment all day. Uh, and as I think we approach singularity, I think as indication of one reason why hikikomori happens, not the main reason. But perhaps one of the reasons is as we approach uh, singularity, right, uh, we uh, have way more distractions than are necessary. Uh, you know, like the like Wally, uh, like like that. We're, we're becoming more and more like Wally, like like the people there. We can order food, uh, we can watch Netflix all day, and we can just tune out on screens. And this, and we're wealthier, <laughs> we're wealthier. So there's enough wealth to support people to do something like this. Um, and so it's a growing trend. Like I said, it was with old people, but now it's happening more with young people. It's become more of an issue, I guess. Uh, I, I have this uh, statistic for us. It was uh, last year in Japan, uh, 30,000 people died alone. I don't know, is that a lot? That seems like a lot. Well, another indication that's become more of an issue, and not just in Japan, it's becoming an issue, but it's becoming an issue uh, throughout the West, uh, the rest of the world. But now they have companies to come in and uh, <laughs> clean up after you, after you die, so your family doesn't have to. Um, which reminds me of an old sketch from The Man Show. You guys remember The Man Show? That's back when Jimmy Kimmel was funny. An old sketch from The Man Show. <laughs> if you ever died accidentally, a company would come in and <laughs> clean up all your, like, you know, all your pervert stuff, like, like your porn and all your dildo stuff like that. It was, it was like a funny mock uh, commercial kind of thing. But this is a growing trend. People just staying at home. And somebody said this to me one time, or, or about a concept like this. It wasn't about hikikimori. They said something to the effect of, man, I don't know anybody who who does this. I've never heard of this. <laughs> but like, yeah, but that's, that's the idea. You don't hear of these people. I think it's probably happening. If I had to guess, it's probably happening more in America as people become more and more overweight. And I'm not talking about 6,000 pounds or say there's a slip for you. I'm not talking about 600 pound life where you literally can't move. I'm talking about people getting progressively heavier and heavier and they can move, you know, they can walk around, but the heavier they get, the less likely they are to do that. And of course it becomes a vicious cycle. The less likely you are to go out and move around, the heavier you get. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's what's going on that this concept, this thing that just people not leaving their apartments and are we all just going to become not literally the uh the pods in uh, in matrix but is that where this is going at least psychologically you know i think if we're going to talk about a cause here do we do we even have to talk about a cause i think we all get at least in a sense what the cause is you know what i'm going to say yeah, you don't want to go outside. You're afraid of going outside. That's part of it. What are you ultimately afraid of, though? It's, you know, you're, you're afraid of certain emotional states. And I, 
you know, a lot like we talked about last week and a lot on this channel. You will sabotage your life so you don't feel certain emotional states. And if that means staying home, never going out, never having romantic attachments at all, um, being a burden on the people who you do know, then so be it. You know, we begin to avoid things and it seems mostly innocuous and it can be innocuous most of the time right avoidance is, is very typical it's just about right now it's it's not about uh, avoiding avoiding completely it's not, it's not about not avoiding completely it's about noticing where you are and noticing where if you do avoid things it's it's really important to face that down because you know we can project out a scenario and say well this could be a problem later on so it's yeah fear of emotional states i, I think and, you know, I talk about emotional states like, oh, yeah, you're just afraid of this emotional state. But it, it can really be, I mean, it's really scary. It's really scary to feel certain emotional states. And I'm not just talking about Hikikimori. We're going to get to it. I'm talking about for everybody what be, may be the, the true reason behind Hikikimori or what it really means. And so they have programs in Japan uh, to, to help people through this. And they're really unsuccessful have a very low success rate because most of the programs you know they're they're rationally I mean I use that term rationally that, that's how it rationality is great we need rationality rationality means your mind conforming to the demands of reality we, we all need more of that uh, your life is you are going to be happy you are going to have a good healthy life you're going to make money and have healthy relationships to the extent that you are rational in the full sense of what that means. But often when people talk about rationality, it's like this very narrow, they, they talk about concrete bound. That, that's really what they mean. They mean empirical, perceptual level, concrete bound kind of thinking. And that's what how Japan tackles this issue. So they have, you know, job training. Uh, well, they find out a lot of these people who have hikikimori, they are trained for jobs. You know, they have skills, they have talents. That's not the point. Like how to talk in public, how to talk at a meeting. And, you know, that helps a little bit. But I think it all kind of misses the mark. And I think it misses the mark for the reason that, so I did some research for this uh, for this video. That's where I got the, the, the 30,000 people die alone in Japan a statistic. And... Uh, if you look at the exact translation or exactly what the, the concept of hikikimori means it does not mean stay at home that's part of what it means and that's implied of what it means but really what it means is to turn in on yourself not turn in in your home right again that's part of it but ultimately it means to turn in on yourself but right turn what in on yourself I think this is a, a psychologically valid concept turn in your uh, libido I guess your psychic energy uh, you turn that in on yourself and when we look at Hikikimori from this perspective it makes a lot more sense and it makes a lot of sense why I got several requests to talk about this even though I don't think anybody out there any of these listeners or viewers are hikikimori and then i watch these videos online and, and you know you, you kind of do that calculation you know look at the subscriber count of the channel versus the number of views and the number of views is always more than the subscriber count or usually more than the subscriber count and you think okay well you know this is resonating culturally 
And I think this is the ultimate indication of what hikikomori is. It's, um, and I think we have to realize to an extent it's what we all do. I think it's a version of hikikomori when, for example, you're in a business meeting and you have something really smart to say. And you're saying, hey, man, I got a great idea. I'm going to say something really smart and it's going to totally blow everybody away. And then you go to say it and you're like, ah, is it really that big of a deal? I can just not say it. Oh, look, one of the partners is here. I don't want to look like an idiot in front of him. So you just kind of turn in on yourself and then you don't say it. That's Hikikimori. That's really annoying. <laughs> when 90 seconds later, 90 seconds after you Hikikimori, where you shut down, where you turn in on yourself, some other guy says something similar. But he, but he puts it in a, a more dumb way, you know, and it, it just actually is a great idea. Then he gets all the grad and you're like, ah, damn, you know. And you want to say, oh, I, I was going to say that too, or I thought of that, but there's there's no right way to say, oh, yeah, I was going to say that too. You know, nobody cares. It just looks even worse. So that's Hikikimori. Now, is it to the same extent of the person who hasn't left their apartment uh, or, or even, geez, even worse, their, the, the bedroom they grew up in in their mom's home? They haven't left that for five years. Is is it to the same degree? No, but psychologically, it's the same thing. Or uh, you know, obvious example, right? There's a girl at the coffee shop. <laughs> you, know, you want to talk to her? You're like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna go talk to her. Uh, gotta wait, wait for the right time, though. Gotta, <laughs> gotta wait for the right time. Um, so as I'm going to leave, uh, yeah, as I'm going to leave, I'm going to talk with her then. So if it doesn't go badly, I can just run out the door as quickly as possible. But of course she gets up to leave first and you're like, oh, you're left there and go, oh God, you know, I, that's Hikikimori. Um, and you know, another, I, I think maybe a less obvious example, but an example that I always talk about, you wake up in the morning and do your math homework. You sit down to do it, and you get distracted on YouTube or Twitter or internet porn or whatever else it is. I mean, it it's like, a, yeah, you are shutting down that libidinal expression into the world. I am going to put my mind out there in the form of this is how well I know math, and I'm going to get it graded. You know, I'm going to get feedback, and some of that feedback could very well be painful. And some of that feedback may expose that I'm not as great as I think I am, and this just opens up this whole other reservoir of issues that I don't even want to begin to look at, so I'm going to tune out on YouTube, right? That is uh, hikikimori. And so, yeah, the typical recommendations that people have used to, to deal with this is just, uh, you know, very, like a very rational, but it's really narrow approach of, of what rationality means. Like, yeah, you know, job training. Um, oh, just, you know, go on a walk. You know, there's that book, uh, Your Body Keeps the Score, it's like, hey, if you want to get over trauma, you got to start moving because we hold trauma in the body. So, you know, if you want to process trauma, you got to start moving. Yeah, that's great. But, geez, what happens when you can't even start moving? What happens when you don't do that? Or you can't do that consistently on your own? Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's the typical way to treat hikikimori. But if we look at what hikikimori really is, it's not about somebody not having the job training. As I said before, a lot of these people have plenty of job training. They're, they're plenty smart, they're plenty talented, but, and that may be a part of the issue. <laughs> you know, 
it, it doesn't seem to make sense. But when you understand human nature and, and why we do things and why we go after, like we talked about last week and many weeks before, a secondary emotion and payoff. In fact, the more talented people, uh, the people with perhaps more potential, right? To quote uh, Star Trek, that your greatest adversary isn't going to be yourself. People always say that your greatest adversary is yourself. That's true, but I think a more definite way of saying that that rings more true for a lot of guys is your greatest adversary is your potential. And so if you have a lot of potential, you have a bigger adversary now. More of a higher upside, of course, but there can be a, a lower downside too. Um, so what we actually need is um, awareness, right? We need to see so even if we're not technically hikikomori, let's say you're at the business meeting and, and you're shutting down and you, and you have a good idea, but you don't say it. Even if you have a bad idea, who cares? That's not the point. And you don't say it. You have to see how iterating that action long enough, uh, enough times, is going to lead to a life that you really don't want. Um, you know what I was thinking? I was thinking, you know what awareness would be if, if for hikikomori is, is if, it's, if you sat down to watch a documentary about... Hikikimori. You're like, oh, I've never heard of this concept. People don't leave their apartments. People don't leave their houses for years on end. Oh, this is interesting. Let's, let's go watch this documentary. And you sit down and watch it, you document the documentary, and you, you re, it's revealed that the subject, the person who the documentary is about, is you. And you are so tuned out. I mean, this is a horror movie. You are so tuned out. You know, maybe people, guys were here filming you and they thought, because you're so delusional, they thought you were, uh, they were filming a documentary on underappreciated gaming enthusiasts or, or guys who would be the best gamers in the world, but, you know, couldn't lower themselves to the competition of the masses and, and so just uh, plays their, you know, whatever Halo game in their room. Like, that's what you thought the documentary was about. Or, maybe even worse, you were so tuned out that you just didn't even realize other people were there. And say, oh my God, I'm watching this documentary about this this thing, and it's me. Right? That lightning strike of, oh, it just hits you. It's a horror movie. That's what it is. That's what some of these uncomfortable states that we're uh, avoiding, it feels, it feels like a horror movie. Um, that's what awareness is, right? I thought this was portrayed very well in Twin Peaks season three, where Zhao Drey, you know, this evil force in the universe that goes around. There's like a feminine connotation to this Zhao Drey, you know, very Gnostic symbolism. And Zhao Drey possesses Laura's mom. And you think, man, the most evil force in the universe possesses somebody. What would that somebody do? Oh, well, they they would start a genocide, or you know, they would. Uh, I don't know, go to law school, you know, whatever it is. But no, what Laura's mom does possesses by Jadre is she just stays at home and watches the same, I forget what she's watching on television, but it's looped. It's looped and she's smoking cigarettes and she, you could just see she's just completely tuned out. And I think the horror of that scene resonates so well because, right, that's what we all do. Um, who hasn't been that? I mean, imagine looking at yourself, you know, eating the sleep of Oreos. I'm watching Netflix and do you, do you want to see a video of yourself doing that uh, you know I don't know so what we, we really need before we can have consistent action before we can do the quote rational approach 
of getting job training, learning to speak in public, is we need awareness of what we're going through. And the way that most therapists deal with awareness is, I mean, they don't. I mean, they deal with it as an accident. Like, yeah, it's implied that you go to therapy to gain awareness. Uh, but, um, you know, there's no, you know, there's no structure for it. I mean, awareness of what, right? That's the question. Awareness of what? Well, first you got to know what you're being aware of. You got to know what you are. You got to know how your mind works. You got to know how emotions work, uh, how they are structured, how they manifest. And then you need to know how to talk through emotions based on their structure. And by doing this on a consistent basis, you become more and more aware and you have that horror movie. You think you're watching a documentary about somebody else and it turns out it's about you. You have that moment. Maybe not all at once, but we spread that moment out. And as, and as soon as you begin to have awareness of, of really what you're doing, you know, and I mean really like real awareness. You know, you ask somebody who's going through a kick and mori and they'll tell you like, oh yeah, I, I never leave my apartment. That's just like one ray of light penetrating into what you're doing. There's a bunch of other things you're doing. How, how does your life look if you do this for the next 10 years? Uh, what are you doing to your mom? Um, what are you doing to your health? What are you doing to your potential for any social life in the future, right? There, there's all these things that you're really not aware. Maybe you kind of are, but are you really aware of it, right? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe in your head you're just doing the thing like, oh, I'm the most underappreciated gamer, Halo gamer of all time, and that's why they're doing the documentary of me. Um, so, uh, yeah, so this is what we can do. Um, if, if you want to do uh, therapy with me, right? We just have a way of being aware because we know what we're being aware of our emotions, our identity, and that's what we can work on here. So yeah, if you, uh, guys have any questions or want to reach out in any capacity, we do free consultations, animus empire dot com slash schedule thank you for these questions guys are just you know requesting that i talk about this um, again if you want to reach out animus at animusempire.com so yeah animusempire.com slash schedule then my email there's also a contact form on the website and i'll leave it there thank you guys and remember hikikimori it is um yeah Hikikimori. Like every cultural phenomenon, it uh, doesn't only happen without, it also happens within. <laughs>